0: The Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio and Sneaky Joe DiBiase on WGR Sports Radio 550.
1: All right, here we go on a Thursday Extra Point Show. Sal Capaccio from down here at One Bills Drive. Sneaky Joe DiBiase in our Amherst studios. We will hear from new interim offensive coordinator Joe Brady. At about eleven thirty. Now I don't know the exact order they're going to go in, so I just wanna make sure everybody knows that. Like at eleven thirty we're gonna hear from Joe Brady and Eric Washington, but one will go and then the other will go. So it could be Eric Washington first and then Joe Brady. So, you know, but we'll bring that to you as the coordinator speak Here, and of course, you know, Eric Washington isn't the defensive coordinator by title either. Uh, Joe Brady is the interim offensive coordinator, but you get the point. We always hear from Eric Washington every week, and that's senior defensive assistant, assistant head coach. Joe Brady today as well. We'll do that today on the Extra Point Show. Joe will have sneaky starts and sits. I will have three-dog Thursday. I've been just kind of contemplating the big picture, really, over the last last couple days, Joe. Like Mm -hmm. what the offense looks like, where this team goes. And I don't know, you know, mm. I don't want to just lose sight of the fact they have a game this week. And I don't want to lose the sight of the fact that they still have seven games left to play. Have you thought at all about, okay, like they can still try to turn this thing around? We've talked so much about, oh my God, like they, they are very percentage wise, percentage wise, they're very mm-hmm. big chance they're not going to make the playoffs. But have you yeah. thought about the fact that they still can? And. That yeah. they haven't even though the schedule isn't favorable I get it I, I understand all these things against them, but have you thought about kind of still trying to write the ship and being in that position at the end
2: yeah i mean sure i've thought thought about what their chances are i mean i am not it's it's hard to it's hard to be optimistic that that is going to happen i I think you know like they've dug they've dug quite a hole here like i i yeah. think Joe Brady could really come in and spark something or Honestly, even just the turnovers go away, and they're fine on offense. I don't know that they'll get back to being the unstoppable force that they've looked at, looked at times. I don't know if that's in there with this team. Um, even though, again, like they did do it at the beginning of the year, so you might think it's in there. But can they string it together over a seven game stretch? I, I don't know that that's in there. Uh, I should say, but like what they've got to do. I mean, to to guarantee a playoff spot all but guarantee a playoff spot like they probably gotta go six and one and if if you want a chance at it five and two and like even that is dicey so like given what the bar is for this team and how they look right now like there's no more wasting time there's no more there's no more margin for error on any level so yeah I, I think they can do it I think they have it I think it's in there it's possible that they can get into the playoffs, especially now with the Deshaun Watson injury. I really do think that's gonna hamper Cleveland a lot. And that might be a playoff spot that right. I didn't I didn't think was available. Honestly, like I've been big on the Browns before the season, I picked them to go to the Super Bowl. Um and they weren't that good throughout the year, but I thought they were definitely getting into the playoffs. Watson playing middle of the road quarterback play and the defense is the best in football, arguably historically great. Like I always thought Cleveland was going to get in. But now, that's, that's an extra spot that might be available. So, no, I'm not ruling it out. I think it's in, I think it's ca- they are capable of getting in if they write the ship a little bit on offense, but yes, I think it's 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 really hard to see them getting in without going mm-hmm. 6 and 1.
1: Yeah, I agree with all that. Um, we'll take your phone calls by the way, 803-0550 if you'd like to jump on because we do have the coordinators at 11:30. So, we have other things we got to get to, but we'd like your phone calls 803-0550. Are they so they're favored this week? They're not gonna be favored next week at the Eagles, I would say, or at the Chiefs. Are they favored at home against the Cowboys, you think? I mean, I guess it depends on how the next few weeks go, but as of right yeah. now, you think they're favored at home against the Cowboys, or is that an underdog situation?
2: I think that one's gonna be really close. In fact, last okay. week I saw with the the market tiers or whatever that Ben Baldwin puts out, where you can kind of figure out yep. like what a spread would be if the game was today. And last week it would have been a pick'em. Between the Bills and the okay. Cowboys, and now, now it's yeah maybe the Cowboys would be favored by a point, um, or maybe it would still be a pick'em. Either way, I looked up they have not been an underdog at home since the Seattle home game in 2020, um, so mm. it's been over three years. And yeah, whatever whatever the the market say. Either way, yeah they're in they're in danger. They're, I, there's a real chance. Yes, yeah, Al, that I think the Cowboys are either favored or that game's like a pick'em.
1: That was a game, uh, no fans, that was during COVID. No fans, right. Uh You know, Bills played really well that game. Tredavious White, big interception that game. Um, yeah, I remember that game. So, I guess the reason I ask is, favored, underdog, underdog, maybe a pick I think they'd be favored at the Chargers. The Chargers' defense is just so yep. bad right now. Yeah, I agree. Right? They'll be favored against the Patriots. And that Dolphins game, Like, who knows at that point what each team is, but they've already beaten them. So, conceivably, we're looking at Five of the seven games they could be favored in, five and two, right? And that's the bar they have to get to to at least have a chance here. To at least have a chance.
2: And by the way, I mentioned like six and one is kind of what you have to do. It's not actually technically true. Like, I'm just playing around with the New York Times playoff machine right now. Like, what are their odds at different records? Um, Yeah. I gave them the most favorable five and two result possible where I have them losing to the Eagles and the Cowboys. But all the same, two NFC teams. Yeah, win your five AFC games, and you can even drop your NFC games, and they have an eighty-four percent chance to make it at ten and seven. Wow! So again, like that—that's a little different if—if if you have a loss in there into an AFC team because of tiebreakers. But it—I shouldn't made it sound like ten and seven, and they're probably what if you flip? Miss. What if
1: you flip Kansas City and Dallas wins loss?
2: All right, let's do that. You
1: know what I mean? Like you beat Dallas at home, but you lose to Kansas City on the road. You what if you. flip to, that? Can you Do that for me?
2: Yeah, seventy-eight percent instead of eighty-four. So still okay. like so again, you still. I should have made it sound like so they, they it sounds like seven
1: five and two. Sounds like five and two is a still pretty good chance, according to what you're saying. Yeah, regardless how you get there, maybe.
2: Yes, I, I agree. If you go five and two, and now let me put in two NFC wins, they beat the Eagles and the Cowboys, they lose to let's just say the Chiefs and the Chargers. That's two more AFC losses, 62%. So, again, all that to say, I should have made it sound like 10 and seven, and they probably will miss. They have a good, they have a really good chance of making it at 10 and seven.
1: Part of the problem is, and so last week, we had a discussion debate on the morning show about whether it was a good week for the Bills or not, when other teams lost and won, right? Which was, it's Monday morning we talked about this, when Houston yep. beating C- Cincinnati and Cleveland winning, and I said, hey, I think it was a good result. for the You could look at it, or you could at least make it good results for the Bills because it kind of puts more seating into play. Well, obviously, now I'm going to say I'm not going to go down that road. Right now, it's about yeah. just getting in, just get to the seventh seed. So to do that, yeah. you have to have all these teams around them they're fighting with. Now, Miami's still in play, of course, right? I don't think they'll yeah. lose to the Raiders, but you never know. Now, you All you need to do is beat the Dolphins, and then one game flips through a win-loss, and you're winning the division. You're right. you're ahead of them in the division. If you win one game and Miami loses a game, and then you beat them at the end of the year, you... Um, be, Beat them out for the division Okay, that said, the point I'm getting to is mm-hmm. So now I'm looking, I'm in mode of Okay, and now I need to look at the schedule Like, who are the Bills fans rooting for tonight? It's got to be the Ravens, right? Got, to beat the Bengals You want be to knock the Bengals down as far as possible now You do not, as much as you would keep the Ravens in your sights You're also bringing the Bengals more into play And they've already beaten you So you I, can't have that
2: Absolutely, absolutely And the Bengals are, they're dealing with their own stuff I mean, they're in danger too Right of missing yes. because like the Bills, what what are they? What's their conference record? It's uh, one and four. So if they lost tonight, they would be one and five. Same amount of losses in the conference as the Bills would be. And I don't know. Maybe if you get a three-way tie, you know, you could go to conference record and you could still win that over Cincinnati. So yeah, like at this point, you're two games behind Baltimore, and the way they've looked, um, I saw they've led in games all but like. 38 minutes this year like they they have been a great team all year i i don't think you're catching them i don't think and that would even be for seeding in the first place yeah to me it's an easy one tonight that you are rooting for baltimore to send cincinnati to five and five
1: all right then what are we what are we doing with steelers browns sunday that's a good one because
2: i keep saying the steelers are gonna fall they're gonna fall they've been out uh-huh. in every game but you I, ah, it just doesn't happen um and here comes Cleveland with Dorian Thompson Robinson. Like, I, that's a that's a good one. I might. You know, is that you one give me you your
1: take? Pick? I'll give you mine.
2: Okay, is that one where you just pick who you thinks more likely to drop off, or is there like a is there a reason tiebreaker wise? Yeah, pick I one think I
1: don't know if I don't know if Cleveland with Dorian Thompson Robinson is sustainable. So I'm going to have them beat Pittsburgh. I think that's the more favorable result because I think at the end of the day it's not sustainable for them yeah. because Pittsburgh has shown as bad as they can be. It's that's who they are, and it's they are going to squeak out wins and win the way they've been winning. So I can't have them keep doing that. I I think that. Cleveland at some point will not be able to sustain that, so let them beat Pittsburgh and give them a loss.
2: Yeah, I think I do agree with that. um, Offhand, I would agree with that. I think to figure this out, I think I'd be splitting hairs either way to try to make a decision, but I'd probably want to look at who's got the tougher schedule. And at quick glance, it looks like they both actually have it pretty easily. Just quickly to go into this. After they play each other, the Browns go Broncos, Rams, Jaguars, Bears. That's their next four games. The Mm. Steelers' next four games would be Bengals, Cardinals, Patriots, Colts. So again, both teams have one tough Mm. game, if you will, and then some pretty winnable ones. So how about this? For now, I would agree with you. I would root for the browns to beat the steelers but it's pretty easy i think whoever loses that football game like that is the spot that sh- that you are gunning for whoever loses that football game whether it's pittsburgh or cleveland that is the most right. vulnerable team to kick out of the playoffs
1: 8030550 if you want to jump on board here let's go to ray and clarence and uh, josh if you can bring ray up i'd appreciate that let's go to ray and clarence who's first up here on wgr go ahead ray
3: Good morning, guys. Yes, it's all about who your wins are against. Cincinnati, you know, great, five wins, but, you know, it's all against NFC games, but, except the Bills. You know, two things. I want to say something tongue-in-cheek. I haven't heard it all week, but the way the game ended with 12 guys on the field, it sure does present uh, a whole new meaning to the 12th man, huh? Is this going to be known as the 12th man game? You know, as opposed to we always take pride in the Buffalo fans.
1: I, I know you're being funny, yeah. but we do have nicknames for games, right? Like we say yeah, the whatever game. Being funny, the, but but right? yeah, that's
3: the first thing I thought of. 12th man, boy, that sure means something different.
2: Yeah, but I saw... I, no, so, never mind. Go, I, go, I, go, I, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead, right?
3: The, the reason why I called is, you know, I was really surprised with the firing of Dorsey this week. I, it seems like McDermott sometimes can be conservative and would have done it on the bye week, but the more I think about it, I like that the first game's at home. You know, any employee in life, when you enjoy work, when it's fun, when it's It's easier. There's less pressure. And if the Bills can kickstart themselves this week, I really think it sets up for two weeks of maybe better camaraderie, better uh, workplace morale. You know, if you want to call it that, I don't think of football as workplace, but it really is. You know, if they can enjoy themselves and start having fun, I think the floodgates could open up again. You know, because that's what they've been used to the last few years having fun. It's, It's fun when you get big chunk plays, it's fun when you score, it's fun when you win. And You know, we're struggling. So I I like the idea that they're coming out, even on a short week, playing at home. I I, um I know it's you know, there's still pressure, you know, I'm sure Brady's gonna be nervous and and them all, but I, I, I overall I like what they did on the short week coming back at home.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, Ray, that's the C-word. That's the C-word that we've debated and talked about many words. That's culture, exactly what you're talking about. And I I do think there's something to what's happened in that culture of that offense. And we can make fun of culture, subculture, and all the things that Sean McDermott referenced. But I do think there's something going on there, Joe, where they have to get back to, yeah, what do you you want to call it? Having fun, energy? I don't know. Whatever it is, there's something that's just not right there.
2: Well, the the caller mentions chunk plays. And one thing I, I think about is that... The Bills, I mean, they are 22nd, this is at least in the last month, I know for the, the whole season, they're low too, but in the last six games, they're 22nd in the NFL in explosive plays. Like, they don't, they don't connect down the field anymore. They, they are the team that defenses are saying, go ahead, take six, seven yards at a time, you'll get bored, and Allen will give us one. And that is, I mean, that's less fun, right? Like... I mean, it, it's, it wins, and winning is fun, so it's not to say you shouldn't do it if it works, but it, there's no debate. I mean, it is it is less fun. If you are dinking and dunking or or just taking, you know, your, your again, seven yards at a time, if it be that, but you're never connecting on big bombs down the field. Diggs beating a, cor- uh, a safety over the top. Right. Or someone, you know, did James Cook play? That was fun. <laughs> I mean, he picked it up on a, he dribbled it, which, you know, makes it a little <laughs> extra. But... That's a piece of this, too, and I think Brady's, Joe Brady's attitude and his tone being a little bit different will certainly help this. I do think, right, the culture piece of it will as well, but I do think an element is if Brady is able to figure out a way to open up down the field for this offense, and especially this quarterback, we know deep down what this quarterback wants to do is show off that he can throw the ball further than everybody on planet Earth. (laughs) And if Brady can figure out a way for Allen to do that, I think that's how Josh Allen starts having more
1: fun. I mean, it'd be great to see. It'd be fun for the fans, that's for sure, too. On a home game, as um, the caller just said as well. George in Fort Erie, hi, George.
0: Hey, uh, just a little disappointed. Uh, I guess it's disappointed in, in uh, the the whole the way the whole year is rolled out. But I'm inter- interested, Joe, because you you really are the voice of reason, and. I'm shocked you guys are kicking these playoff possibilities around. Why is that? <laughs> damn, they've got no – and I'm not a pessimist. I'm a Bills fan. I've been doing this – I'm 70 years old. I've been the 90s, blah, 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 blah. Um, realistically, we've got no chance of winning five or six games down the stretch with this with, with wow. team with their attitude.
2: Well, realistically, I mean, we can look this up. It's like that. it's forty percent. I mean, you can look at different yeah. sites. There is a number on it. I mean, you could disagree with that, but you're saying zero.
0: Zero. I wholeheartedly disagree with it. And I guess, I guess, you guys, have, for entertainment value, I and I trust your. I respect you guys more than anybody. I listen to you guys like twenty hours a week. I'm not throwing stones, because I I very much respect what you what you guys have to say, and I love listening yep, yep. to you. But I'm just. I, I just tell me, yes or no? Are you entertaining this stuff for entertainment value? Are you even talking about no. the playoffs for entertainment value,
1: George? No. no, no. It's 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 a, it's a football season. Every team, there's they're five and five, like a lot of teams. They're fighting for a playoff spot. You know what disagrees with you? Math.
2: Yeah, and not even math. Like, listen, like, like George, like, appreciate you calling me the voice of reason. Okay, let me try to be that. I don't think they're going to make it. I don't. Yeah, we both but say But I'm not saying there's no chance. I think to say there's no chance, to me that sounds unrealistic, that they can't get in. I mean, they can. It's really hard, and they've dug a hole here that is not have me being optimistic about it. But no, to say there's no chance, of course there is a chance that they could do it, or else we would pack the season up, and I would be screaming about right now why they should start Kyle Allen to get Marvin Harrison Jr.,
1: the, the, the oh day. wait a minute! Wait, wait! I'm glad you said that. Let's go to Rob in Buffalo. I think he wants to say that. Oh, Rob, what do you got for us?
4: Uh-oh. Yes, sir. Listen, I know it sounds crazy, but if you, you take remember, this one, Joe. I when we lost to the Bengals, we lost, <laughs> and, and Brandon Bean came on on the. He did his press conference, uh-huh. and he said, "We'll never be as bad as the Bengals, so we'll never get a Jamar Chase. We're bad right now." No, no, he didn't.
1: Well, let me let me correct what he said. I, I just think it's important to say what he said. He said, "I would love to have a guy like Jamar Chase, but I don't want to have to suck that bad to be picking that high."
4: Okay, okay, okay. Then I said it wrong? What
1: we suck? Okay, that's okay. Bad. I just want to go, but go ahead, go ahead <laughs> with your point, buddy. <laughs>
4: go, wait, Rob, go ahead. He go suck that bad right now, right? So, why He's not just say, "Okay, let's just get rid of it." Gabe Davis is gone. He sucks. He's gone. Stephon Diggs. We don't know. He might be mad at the end of the year. So let's get a young guy. In there to potentially replace Stephon Diggs once he gets up to age, and Trent Sherfield, we don't know what he's going to be because we don't use him. Deontay Hardy, we don't really use him either. So why not just take the season in and see what it do and try to get somebody in the high draft picks.
2: So, so I'll, I'll take this one. So Rob, I, I listen. If you want to root against them to get Marvin Harrison Jr., you do you. Like, you do you. Uh, the, the obvious reason as to why they wouldn't tank it is because the moment you do that, you've lost your entire team forever. Yeah, that's um, So that's why you don't do it proactively. And, again, like, hey, if they go – Howard picked the Bills yesterday to be 6-9 and nine going into the New England game. If they're 6-9 and nine going into the New England game, like, there's a good chance I'm going to be secretly wanting the Patriots to win. Because what, what am I trying to do at that point? I'm not making the playoffs. They're probably going to be bad enough to where they're getting near Caleb Williams' territory. So, uh, listen, that's down the road, though. I'm not there yet. I'm not even close to there yet. They'd have to be eliminated. For me, like, they would have to be mathematically eliminated before I'm even thinking about, like, really wanting, I should say, them to get as high as they can in the draft order.
4: I got this question. Truthfully, every year it's the same thing we lose off of coaching, a bad decision made by a coach. Do you think it's going to be different? I know it's a chance if we make the playoffs everybody has a chance to make it. But do you really really believe like deep down in your heart that we will really make a difference out there in the playoffs and make the Super Bowl with it?
1: I think once you I think if you get in anything can happen. I think you know that one one team one team can win. I think if you get in the playoffs anything can happen. I'll tell you this, remember a few years ago, Joe? Thanks for the call by the way. Remember a few years ago when which, what year was it? I think it was COVID, 2020. Yep. And the Bills are having this really nice year, and you're like, okay, but oh my God, what, the reward is they get the Ravens? Like, you know, the way the Ravens were playing with Lamar and yeah. running the ball? Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, like the way the seating is, come on, you're going to play the Ravens now? And they beat them in that game here in Buffalo, and maybe that was it. Or how about even last year, where Jacksonville almost, I mean, they go to Kansas City, and they almost beat the Chiefs, I think, at the end of the game. It was like a two-score game, but they're there, and you're like, okay, now the reward is you get the Bengals here. I, this is a long way of me saying this. If the Bills were the seven seed, whoever the two seed is is really mad. <laughs> they're like, yeah. "Wait a minute, we got to play Josh Allen and the Bills coming to our place." Honestly, like I know if the Bills got in, nobody would want to see them in the playoffs.
2: I I agree with that. And also the premise there is well, if, if I if I get in, how much confidence do I have that they're going to do anything anyway? Well, let's 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 play through that. If they get in. They've probably gone five and two, at least. Maybe they've gone six and one, and they could go six and one and be the seventh seed. They could go five and two and be the seventh seed. If they get to that point, given their schedule, that means they've beaten some, some damn good teams. Right, They've either beaten the Eagles yeah. or they've beaten the Chiefs or they've beaten the Dolphins again or they've beaten the Cowboys. Like They are beating multiple of those teams. And where will we be at that point? Like Right now, I don't have a lot of confidence that they'll be able to put together what they need to to win those games. They can't beat Denver right now. The idea of them beating like both Dallas and Kansas City on the way to making it and not messing up against sure. the Jets and Patriots, who they've already lost to. Like I don't have a lot of confidence that they'll do that. But if they do what what are we talking about going into the playoffs of course we're talking about they could go on a run look they just beat whoever any combination of those teams they beat Dallas and Kansas City they beat Philadelphia and, and Dallas they beat whoever like they would have done they would have done the job of repairing confidence in fans I believe if they get in somehow
1: so we're all, in a lot of ways, prisoners of the moment. And I, I agree with a lot of these callers who call up and go, oh, my God, come on, like playoffs or people thinking, like, how can you guys, guy calls up 0% chance. That's That's far more unrealistic than what we're talking about, 0% chance. What's wild to me, and it's hilarious, it's amazing, and I get it, I do, I'm not saying this is wrong on anybody's part. But what's funny to me is, Joe, seven, eight, nine years ago, if they're in this very spot, we are excited about this conversation. We're having the same conversation, but we're like, "Oh my God! Here's what has to happen. They could actually do this." And now we got people going, "Oh yeah, there's no possible way." But it's no different. There is literally no difference. In fact, I'll actually say they have a better team now than they had back then. Way better, right? So that's why you have to at least give it space to talk about. Look, I, the point I even the reason I even brought all this up with Joe to start was I think that. You know, every week we we come on here, we do Wednesday show, Thursday show, we focus on, okay, they got the Jets, they got whatever team coming up, we're digging in, what has to happen. This has become more about big picture now. Both on the field, in the standings, and where they could wind up, and what happens to the coaching staff at the end of the year. And what does it look like with Joe Brady, and what does he have to do? This has become a big picture point. And if they win a couple games, it becomes much more about okay, now we're going to focus back in. What do they got to do this particular week? So that's why I brought it up here. Let's go to – we got two Scots on hold. Let's go to the one in Rochester. Go ahead, Scott.
0: Hey, guys. Um, just on your last point, I would love to be the seventh seed and have to kind of see that one, one seed. Um, that would be – those went on a run, and, and that's who they're playing. But my two points are um, everybody knows the on the hot seat now, and I think back to Andy from Philly. These Champions games, and even well, they they moved on, and then he wasn't successful until he went to Kansas City. McDermott, I love the guy. He brought us back out of a giant hole. But do we see
1: Yeah, Scott, we're having a lot of trouble. You're breaking up really bad. So listen, I think I get the point. I do want to clarify and tell you, I think Andy Reid was very successful in Philly, but I get your point. He didn't win a Super Bowl until he went to Kansas City. Um, Same thing with Tony Dungy, and this point has been made, right? I remember living in Florida and going through that Tony Dungy thing, Joe, which is, and and, and look, it was a very similar feel. In the mid-'90s, when, mid to late-'90s, I should say, Tony Dungy's coaching the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they had gone right away, late-'90s there, they'd gone to a couple NFC Championship games or playoffs, and they couldn't win. And people were like, oh, my God, this team, what do you got to do? And there was a discussion about, well, maybe you need to move on from the head coach, and a lot of people... I mean, I was in this boat thinking, like, yeah, they can't do that. Like, Tony Dungy, look at this wild, wild success he's had. They traded for John Gruden. (laughs) They traded for him. And John Gruden comes in and wins the Super Bowl. Sometimes you get to a point where you need another voice. Sometimes you get to a point where a coach can only take you so far. Look, I'm not going to tell you here that I think the Bills should move on from Sean McDermott. I think everybody knows. I think Sean McDermott's an excellent football coach. I'm not going to... I think he should remain the football coach of the Buffalo Bills because I think he's really good. Because it's always the fear of mine of look, I don't know where you can get that consistency and that you know every year being in this mix. Even if he's never got there, to me, one team can win it every year. Have there been mistakes along the line? Sure, it's not always on coaching. There have been coaching mistakes. There's no doubt about that. But even, even teams who have made changes like. um Tampa did to Gruden and they win, or eventually the Eagles. Well, look, the Eagles didn't win after they moved on from Andy Reid. They won years and years later. How about that point? right? The Eagles moved on from Andy Reid. Andy Reid went somewhere and, coach, and coached and won a Super Bowl. The Eagles didn't. It was many years after that, after they a few coaches removed from that. So, yeah, I, I get the point. I get the sentiment when people say that. I just don't think you're going to – I also am a very, very afraid, I guess, Joe, the best way for me to say this. Of also going the opposite direction because I think they have a good football coach and a good staff. I do
2: wonder. I, I do wonder like staff how, meaning
1: organization, by the yeah, way, overall.
2: Yeah, I do wonder how much louder that's going to get. I mean, especially if they miss. I mean, it's starting to get a little loud right now, and it's not just any old caller or any old you know guy with a radio show that's talking. I mean. Adam Schefter is on the Pat McAfee show talking about how right. McDermott knows the pressures on him and the Bills. If they don't get the results, they're gonna have to look at everybody here. Like Schefter is saying that. Like I'm not saying that Schefter knows everything, but I, I you perk up a little bit, right? When
1: when guys yeah, like sure. that
2: are, are referencing it, so I, I I really do wonder how much louder it's going to get
1: because this is the NFL and and nothing nothing should ever be off the table. And, right. I mean, it should never. We have seen these owners. They eat money all the time. They move on, and like this is a very, very, very high pressure business. So, I, as much as you and I say all the time, Joe, yeah, this ownership's not firing Sean McDermott. It's the NFL. Anything can happen.
2: Yeah. No. It, it, other than you uh, probably never move on to your quarterback <laughs> when, when he's playing at this right, level. Right. That's yeah. that's the one thing that could never. You get happen, my point. But no, I I, I, yeah. I do get your point. So. I don't know. I, I'm I'm struggling back and forth with where I'm at with McDermott right now. Like, I again, like I'm not even in a, in a solid landing spot right now because there are preconceived notions I have about why you never hire a defensive coach in the first place. But then there is what they've done. And there's the record, and there is what they've been as a passing offense. But then there's also how their neutral pass rate has been going down over the last two years. And it's this slow decrease time over time. So are they kind of working back to something that we've always thought McDermott wants to do, but never really has? Like, I get mixed up in a lot of that, which is why, like, I, I'm not really formulating an opinion because I don't know how strong one I have on. What what they've got right now? What what like the future of the head coach? Or I'm waiting on that until after the season. I I think we're at a place where I can respect a caller wanting to talk about the future in that way. But for oh, me yeah. personally, like I don't think I'll get there in, in knowing where I'm at until at, we know what's happened this season, like the full scope of everything.
1: We'll take a timeout. We'll come back here. Good stuff today. Extra point show. Keep the calls coming. Joe's got sneaky starts and sits. I have three dog Thursday as well. Joe Brady going to be at eleven. Going to be talking at eleven thirty, uh, along with Eric Washington today as well here on WGR.